So, uh, last session we left you guys having breakfast talking about strange meat. Um, I know the out of session you guys discussed a bit your next steps, so we can handle this part a bit narratively. Um, why don't you guys just tell me what you want to do, and we'll go from there. Arlen wants to uh, search out other people that would have a better understanding of anatomy and cellular biology and uh, help identify them what the meat is. Okay. Or just use it to uh, harass uh, Timuronian. <laughs> Why not? Lock that meat on his desk. <laughs> Why not? Both? All right. Um, okay. Uh, are you all going as a group, or are you guys going to be splitting up and doing different objectives? Well, um, somebody mentioned scouting the area more, right? Or surveillance of some kind? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I suppose Amelia and Otto can do that. Um, uh, Amelia is not going to be wearing her traditional um, face paint, I suppose. Um, but she's she's going to have a, a big old scarf and hood. Okay. Uh, yeah, I figure Arlen that's. Has... I mean, that's the job for Otto, right? Because I mean, even if they catch me, they're not going to remember that it was me. Yeah, they're not going to remember. Yeah, but still, if less. if she gets caught, she wants to be less conspicuous than normal. Also, yeah. I, I'm gonna leave this up to you, Otto, because it's a little unclear. But this, the more the more this comes through, the more I realize how important a factor is in this. Uh, and I'm gonna leave this up to you because it's your character and it's your um, something you have to deal with. So they don't remember you as a person. There are two ways to go about doing that. Let's take those two guards in that front room to begin with. Either a they remember everything that took place. They just, for the life of them, can't recall, put a, a face to the name kind of thing. They can't remember who that was if you ask them. Someone came in there and talked to them, but they can't remember for the life of them who it was. Or B, they don't remember it happening at all. They don't remember if someone coming in and asking for a job and all that. I would think it's A. There are, I actually have, I, I get a memory lapse spell that would be more like what you're talking about in B. Got it. Where you give him like a brief memory wipe. uh, I wanted to. So yeah. So so the events that you do, the actions that you take, are still remembered. It's just no one can put a face to it. Yeah. It's so if you get discovered again, they just assume you're a different person. That's that's how I read that. Okay. Um, so, so there were three things that you guys talked about. One was going around trying to figure out, identify the meat. Two was scoping the place out. And then three, someone had mentioned maybe asking around for more information. Yes. Okay. So uh, Arlen's going to go check out the meat. Otto looks like he's going to be scoping the place out. So that leaves Mwiri and Amelia. Do you two want to go asking around for information? Or do you have other ideas? Um, asking around, uh, I would think. Um like I said, uh, Amelia isn't going to have her face paint. She's just going to kind of be in very plain, common dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's going to tr- kind of ask around with kind of the guise of, I've heard about this. I wasn't sure because I know that there are certain areas that that are like scams. Like, what have you heard? Have you actually gone there? Sure. Absolutely. There's plenty of like taverns and things in the area, so um 
that is certainly something that can be done. Okay, so first things first, we will handle it in that order. Arlen, we'll start with you. What is your plan of action here? Um, well, my first plan would be to see, uh, is there anybody that I would know at the university that would have this kind of uh, medical training or anatomy, veterinary, whatever? Asking to a GM. So roll me a D100 because the answer is yes, you would know. The question is, do they know you? Because you're so insignificant. I see what he did there. Yeah, more like because your brother was well known, but was his sister. That's what I said. Insignificant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there is uh, a gentleman named um, Professor Loon. Loon. Not okay. Loon as in crazy. Though okay. his students sometimes make fun of him, perhaps. Uh, had a professor is, Loon. Uh, he technically what he is is the closest thing in this world that you would come to what you're looking for, which is uh, a physician, a doctor, a trained medical doctor who teaches the practices to others. Okay. And that is the closest you're going to find to what you're looking for in this kind of world. There are no actual cellular biologists or anything because there's no microscopes <laughs> so they don't even know what cells are in this world isn't cellular biology a wizard spell nope. <laughs> i said the equivalent i don't right, know right right so that's the closest the closest you're going to find is someone um who is not a who is a doctor and not specifically because i know you guys have your suspicions but again uh, a doctor a physician a surgeon um, would know a lot about many different types of meats. If nothing else, for no other reason than they practice on cadavers of all kinds. You know, like a, a doctor back in this day would practice their skills by dissecting the carcasses of animals and humans and the like, because, you know, human carcasses aren't always in high abundance, if that makes sense. Well, like a butcher. Uh, I, uh, that was what I was going to say, too. So you, But she asked at the university. There's no butchers at the university. Sure. You don't even have a cafeteria there. That's classist. <laughs> How much of this meat do we actually have? Like, is it like not very pound? much? Think okay. like six ounces or so. It was like basically a cut, a cut of meat, like that's a New York strip lot. size. Yeah, that's not a lot. No, that's plenty to tell. I mean, if you think about the difference between chicken, pork, beef, it's definitely plenty to tell the difference between those. Well, and I was then, thinking more of the possibility of like uh, cutting it up and giving more different people, so that so that all of them could kind of like examine it at once. Yeah, I, I completely uh, agree. Yeah. So that's where I was going to is you could cut it up probably in one inch to two inch big uh, slices, but yeah. Arlen, roll me an intelligence check, please. I'll say that it was like a pork loin or something. Or yeah, if you have any, so, or, or, or uh, yeah, uh, actually, um, yeah, roll me an intelligence check. Miri, also, Miri, roll me a uh, another craft check for cooking. Am I going to eat it? No, you're not going to eat okay. it. Okay. All right. Okay, hold on. Okay, Arlen rolls uh, 17, 17. Mm-hmm. for the intelligence. 17 and 6. Okay, so Arlen, 
when you think about that, that might not actually be such a good idea because um, in this setting, in this world, so to speak, uh, we don't have anywhere near the same kind of um, methods at our disposal that we do, say, in the real world. The more you cut up the meat uh, into small, like basically if you give someone a cube of meat, uh, there's going to be very little way for them to tell where that meat came from. Um, like, for example, if you gave someone, an average person, a cube of, of, of pork, even a cook might not be able to tell if that's pork or lamb or whatnot. The more meat you have together to look at, the better the chance they have of identifying it. Okay, so, yeah. Because it's not like they can break it down and test for its components or anything. Okay, so then Arlen's going to, unless anybody has any objections, go to the university to talk to Dr. Loon, and then if he doesn't know, then she's going to also look for a butcher to talk to. So if anybody has any suggestions of butchers, I would appreciate it. The last idea would be, like... uh... Certainly in this era, there would be farming, in which case there would be livestock, in which case there would be people who are proficient at, uh, you know, yeah. handling births yeah, and sicknesses and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, well, the farming is on the mainland. But, but yeah, I mean, that's always uh, an option three as well, if, if I don't choose it. So let's, let's do this. Let's handle this simply and easily. You know where Professor Loon is. Um, you, you know their classroom. Uh, go ahead. Uh, actually, wait. Yeah. Give me a second here. I just have to think. Um, That's tough for you. I know. I'm sorry. It's so hard. It's just so. All right. So, Professor Loon. All right. Uh oh. It's always scary when the D uh, GM rolls. Okay. Uh, Professor Loon examines it. Uh, Professor Loon is one of the few, especially with your role, Professor Loon's one of the few that knows who you are and one of the few that knows what the mysterious noises up above are and has never just cared or could be bothered to really do anything about it. Um, typically a generally nice elderly man. Um, he takes a look at it readily enough, uh, runs a few tests on it and, um, he tells you that uh, it's difficult to nail it down exactly because of its age. The more it ages, the 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 worse it gets. The harder it is to tell. Um, it's definitely um, similar to uh, a human or an elf or a thing like. He, he can he can he can assure you that it's probably not um, an orc. Or anything of that nature, he can tell there's a big difference between those, but maybe a half orc. Um, it could be any of those, or really, it also could be some form of rare or unusual livestock. Um, it's just too difficult for him to tell. Okay. Uh, and then the butcher, give me a second here. Uh, and like I said, there's no reason to uh, take too much time. We could narratively say you ask around to find a reputable butcher. Um, there, there's plenty of them in the city. Um, and he thinks it's pork. <laughs> Roll oh, the one. <laughs> Roll the one. He thinks it's pork. Uh, good <laughs> job, buddy. Clearly he, he has a little more, uh, uh, reputation behind his name that he deserves. He just like looks at it. Yeah, it's pork. 
straight up pork. It's a uh, pork loin, actually, from uh, from the loin part of the pork. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, th- thank you, uh, Mr. Butcher, sir. Uh, I, I appreciate it. So, so. You, you find out that it's it's either a, a a sentient form because from his experience it kind of matches up, or B, uh, and what he thinks is more likely simply because uh, he doesn't like the idea of people cutting up other people or something, it could also simply be rare game, game that's not commonly found in the city. Or it could just be pork. <laughs> or it could be pork. Arlen, well, that's what I, you're told to. I would assume Murray. It's Arlen, not pork. He is really convinced. It's pork. I don't know he rolled a one. I know <laughs> he rolled a one. Well, yeah. but but Arlen would trust Murray in the fact that she probably cooked pork before. Understood. So, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I understand. And especially you since you, you've got, you've got, more than you trust one. Well, and you've got Weary and, and Professor Loon telling you it's not, and just one butcher that's adamant it is. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so while you're doing that, let us, um, Otto, I'll quickly handle uh, your part of it. What time do you want to be there? Like, what, when, from when to when are you scoping it out? Well, I think that they told me whenabouts they start serving in the morning, didn't they? Correct. They did, at sunrise. Okay, so like just before sunrise. Okay. Uh, sure. So you, you, you can, uh, we just going to take up a spot. You'll notice in the morning, right around sunrise, the, the street is a bit more crowded. There's already a line formed up for people to get meat. There's also people like sitting on the other side of the wall, beggars and the like. Um, the place itself, the street itself is just more crowded than it was in the evening. You just want to take up a spot nearby somewhere? Uh, aside from just watching, the only other things I'd want to do is one, actually get some of the meat and okay. two, talk to someone who'd been there before or someone who I'd seen just now eating it and ask them, you know, like, what is it? Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you right now, you won't see anyone just eating it because it's all wrong. <laughs> no one's. Well, they're taking no it home. Okay. So, yeah, so yeah, somebody yeah. who'd, who'd gotten some like yesterday or whatever. Got it. Um, okay. I need you to roll me two, uh, three things and I'll explain. Well, actually, I'm not going to explain what some of them are. Go ahead and roll me two D100s, please. Okay. Okay. 35 and um, 98 for our listener it. viewers. Yes, so 35 and 98. So uh, when you go in yourself to get one, uh, you get in line. It takes about an hour or so to get through. Um, you basically, you go in. Uh, what are you dressed as? Like, what's, what's your general level of dress? Like old beggar man. So auto normal. Ha <laughs> ha no, like old, old beggar Got man. Got it, okay. Um, that you basically go in, it's those two same gentlemen, uh, that you saw the night before. Uh, you basically go in, one of them, uh, slaps a, a fairly sizable chunk of meat, like enough to feed a family of three or four, uh, into your hands, and, um, then you leave with it. 
Uh, also, at some point, you ask someone else, like, while you were waiting, hey, have you been here before? Several of them would tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we come here. It's so nice of them. They, they, uh, they, they do this. We come here every day. It's how our family eats. And you ask them, well, what is it? What is the meat? And, and uh, the answer you get overwhelmingly is beef. And a few people are like, I, I got some pork the other day. Uh, I beef, but usually it's steak. It's beef. Okay. Other than that, I would just watch and see if anything uh, okay. caught me eye. Um, other than that, as you watch, the only thing you notice that, that is interesting is that at certain at a certain point in time, um, the line's been moving through as usual. It's it's maybe starting to dwindle down as it gets towards the later into the morning. And they're starting to run out of meat, but there's still a line there. Um, all of a sudden. Uh, one of the gentlemen from last night closes the door. Uh, it's like he, he comes and steps aside and says, hang on a minute. Just, we'll be open up in just a minute. Got some business to conduct. And then closes the door. Uh, the door is closed for about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, the door opens back up. One of the people that was waiting in line comes out with a chunk of meat. Uh, and then the, uh, they start ushering people in through again. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, and that's pretty much the only things that you notice of note uh, until around noon or so. They uh, they say, we've run out. We got no more. Come back tomorrow. And everyone just kind of grumbles and wanders off. Um, actually, when when they closed up shop, Mm-hmm. Uh, I would ask around and be like, "Oh, do they? Is this a frequent thing where they close up in the middle of the uh, morning, or is this unusual?" Uh, one of the people w- would say, "Ah, I saw him do it once about two days ago. I don't know what it was, but uh, that's that's it. No one else seems to have noticed it." Okay. All right. Um, so uh, let's move on to uh, Amelia and Mary. Um, so, what's your general plan of action? Um. Well, Mary will probably head over to Timronian, um, probably because she wants to head Amelia or uh, Arlen off with the pass, and um. Maybe preserve that as, you know, a budding businesshood friendship thing. Uh-huh. Um, he did just kind of do her a major favor, so she doesn't really want to sick Arlen on him. <laughs> Got um, it. So she'll probably head over there and um, probably share what's going on. Who has the meat? Uh, Arlen Where does it go? Arlen has it. Ar- Arlen has it, and um, after she talked to the butcher, she's pretty convinced that it's probably human or elf or something horribly dastardly. So she was going to bypass harassing Timuronian and just head back straight back to the orphanage. Okay. So. So yeah, Mary will probably head out to Timuronian um, Sands Meat. And uh, just see if he's heard anything. Uh, 
Oh, welcome back, my dear. How 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 was uh how was everything? The house is beyond expectation. Oh well, excellent, excellent. Yes, he he always does send team to send Taylor. Excuse me, <laughs> I've been uh, hitting the sauce a little bit early today. If you don't mind, um, <laughs> he does a fine job, a fine job. How can I how can I help you? We have been given. A new job by Miss Croft. Oh, well, excellent. A uh, chance, perhaps, to uh, try out my little things, maybe? Uh, they're not in my hands. Oh, well, I would hope not. Don't don't leave them in your hands too for too long. I will take care not to. Oh, good. Well, uh, how, how can I help with this job? Have there been unusual disappearances lately? <laughs> My dear, this is Corvosa. There's disappearances all the time. Crime rates are, oh, through the roof lately, with all the city in a virtual riot and some of the city in an actual riot. I'd say quite a good deal of people have gone missing lately. Mm, that is what I fear. Um, she's just gonna kind of generally update him on what's going on. So okay. run through the orders that they were given by Miss Croft, um, and include what Otto uh, had said about the gentleman in the shop, as well as her evaluation of the meat itself. Got it. Um, he says. Hmm, well, I, I don't know anything about that particular butcher shop, but you've come to the right place. If you're looking for information, just ask around my bazaar. It gets people from all over town. Ask a few questions here. You're bound to find something interesting, I always say. Actually, I never actually say that, but I should start. Did, did Amelia come with, or is Amelia doing wrong? Yeah, probably have come with, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so you're more than welcome to, uh, kind of ask around if you'd like. Uh, he himself does not know anything about that particular butcher. Gotcha. Um, would both of you roll me an investigation check, please? Cat, oh my God, what do you want? The world. (laughs) She, she wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah, she's really not that bright. She'd just treat it like a big ball of yarn. Right. Not, not even, not even that much forethought. Is your is your cat's name Atlas by chance? No, uh, her name is Mocha, and she is sweet but very stupid. Uh-huh. No, aren't they all? Kind of, kind of like the drink. No. Uh, g- give me a second, actually. Let me make sure that we're doing investigation here. Aren't they all um, kind of sweet but sort of stupid? Uh, no. Some of them are just evil. Some, uh, some of them are kind of conniving. Yeah, that's the other one. Oh, yeah, my dog uh, Galen. She definitely quite frequently has bless your heart moments. It's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're an um, idiot. An investigation check, please. Investigation is that a thing? Is that not a thing? It's not on the list. <gasps> All right, yeah, let me that's look a, that's a five thing. Um, well, what the heck? All right, so hang on. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, 
Diplomacy. Roll me a diplomacy check. I was reading. I was reading all sorts of bad things wrong. Okay, that's me. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Can I get over? That's a fourteen. Actually, uh, you, you, Arla, go ahead and roll just in case you get a twenty. But the fourteen's enough to pass it. So. Uh, I'm sorry, Amelia. Um, but I'll go ahead and start telling you. Uh, so you are able to ask around, and actually quite a few people know about it because of what they're doing. There's, there's talk around this area of town. And honestly, the bazaar isn't uh, too far away from the butcher shop. I mean, here's the bazaar, and here's the butcher shop. That's not too far away. Um, so quite a few people have heard about it. Some have even been there. Um, they uh, they basically tell you mostly what you already know, that they're uh, doing kind deeds, that uh, they are handing out meat for free to those that need it, and um, turning away those who look like they could pay for their own meat. Um, the one thing that is interesting, one guy, uh, when you ask this guy, he's um, a bit, uh, he's like in his 50s, he's got an eye patch, uh, it looks like he's, he's been wearing that eye patch for quite some time. When you ask him about it, he goes... <laughs> I heard that if you ask them about the night's special cuts, you'll get yourself a, a good deal. And then he winks with his one good eye. <laughs> so, so he blinks. blinks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he blinks. <laughs> Cyclops winking? <laughs> okay, that was weird and creepy, but okay. Yeah, so he says if you mention the night special cuts or ask about them. Okay. Uh, but that's about all you find out. Other than that, there's a few people that uh, there's some rumors spreading that they were ex-guards. Um, but for the most part, everyone seems to have a fairly positive opinion because in a time of the city's need, they're giving out charity. Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask if anyone actually knew where they were getting the meat from. Uh, the response you get is almost unilaterally a shrug and who cares? Like it's <laughs> meat, meat's meat. We can't be picky. I mean, that's generally the, the response you get. Some people are like, oh gosh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. And other people are like, uh, I didn't think about that. But the most overall is like, where does it come from? I don't know. It's meat and we eat it and we need it. So no one's seen like a delivery thing? Oh, oh, in that that case. No, yeah. uh, A lot of people will say that they see um, most mornings uh, a a few cows and a few pigs brought in. Uh, Some days not, but most days uh, there uh, there is livestock in the form of pigs and cows delivered to the butcher shop. Oh, so they're delivered live? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and actually, I should point out Otto as well. Um, you, since you're out front and you've been out front the most, you can tell that the outside of the um, butcher shop has, like, a pen, uh, which has... Give me a second here. That, that, okay. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, it has two pigs in it. Okay. So you can see, like, there's like a wooden fence, um, on the outside of the store, uh, off to the left of it. Um, there are two pigs just kind of mooling around in there. 
Okay. Well, I'm assuming they were there from the start of the day. Correct. No, wait, no. You said you got there before sunrise, right? Yeah. No, then um, you would have been getting there as they were delivered. Uh, as uh, one of the guys from the room that you met earlier was, like, putting them into the pen. Okay. Uh, can I ask a question about that? Sure. Uh, are are is, are these uh, animals just kind of being like herded in, or are they like? Um, yeah, yeah, they're being. A... They they were all like tied with a rope around their neck, and he was like, "Yeah, come on, get in here." He looks mm-hmm. like he knew what he was doing. Okay, all right. I'm I'm still thinking like modern day like equivalents. Like, did they have a delivery truck? No, they don't have trucks. Yeah, Cars aren't uh, could you thing. sign for the shipment, please? <laughs> Go. All right. Um, but that is uh, most of what you find out from your investigating. So is it safe to say that after all of this, you guys meet back up at the orphanage? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, okay. we need to uh, info dump on everyone. So we'll say right around one in the afternoon or so, you guys meet back at the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, what order did people arrive it- is Arlen already there? Waiting uh, I would think Otto would probably arrive last because he was scoping it out until there was no one else really around. Um, Weary Weary and... spent like maybe 30 or so copper on some trinkets for the kids. Okay. Okay, sure. Just mark that off. Um, uh, I'd say that Amelia and Weary probably got back first because they only went to one location. Mm-hmm. And they did take them uh, an hour or two maybe to ask around and get this information, but but Arlen had to go to the university and then to a butcher shop and then back. Okay. So I'd say Amelia and Ar- and, uh, and uh, Mary, then Arlen, and then last Otto. Okay, so so um, Arlen, I don't know if you guys want to do anything before, but Arlen comes like running up really agitated, like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I need to talk to you guys now really quick, fast, please. Somewhere private now, now, now. Yes. Okay. All right. And um, is, is everyone like downstairs right now? Like all the kids, what time would it be? It's one in the afternoon. So yeah, I mean, uh, basically, Triana and Flack would be, uh, um, nah, actually, Flack's taking a nap. Um, <laughs> Triana Working and, hard, uh, man. Amelia's mother are probably tending to the kids. Okay. Uh, so then, uh, Amelia would kind of, like, wave everyone towards the upstairs, um, and head into one of the, rooms, I guess. Are you waiting for Otto to get there before you, you go berserk with your information, or are you just... You would... I thought you were already there. No, no, as I said, well, Otto was the last one to arrive. Oh, okay, okay. So, so then obviously, where's Otto? Where's Otto? Oh my gosh. We need to talk. I don't know, damn, guys, I don't keep track of all you thoughts. <laughs> guys, it's pork. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Bilcher. He said it was pork. <laughs> It's people. It's people. That means we can eat it. That's the good news. Oh, That's the good news. We can eat it. No, no. I saw it in his eyes. He knew. You know <laughs> what you eat? Oh, man. All right. So, yeah. So, um, is it safe to say you'd wait for Otto to arrive? 
Uh, no, no, I would. Oh. I would. No, uh, I think like... she'd explode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of would. Um, so I would tell whoever was there, you know, um, and be like, anybody who simple. wants to listen, I have things to say. <laughs> Not the kids, but like <laughs> they're cooking people, people, just like you. <laughs> You know, like the player characters. So, and not the GM, but like it's <laughs> not you. God can fuck off. I see how it is. <laughs> it's people. It's people. What are we gonna do? It's people. Oh my god. What are we gonna do? The meat. Yes. Yes. It's people. They're people. I don't know if it's human, elf, but like they're people. And, and and you're you're sure about that, like one hundred percent. That's that's what Doctor Loon said, and I trust him. He's always right. He's never been wrong. And and I know this isn't any kind of food meat thing that we've that I've seen. I mean, Mori, you've seen that you've never seen it before. It's got to be people. There are many things it could be. But no, it is. Dr. Loon, he's a professor down at the university. I talked to him. He specializes in, like, anatomy and, and, and knowing different parts of animals and how they're put together and everything. And, and that's what he said. Cool. Oh, dear. Yeah. Amelia kind of, like, takes a seat on the bed. and She, she looks a little bit sick. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh god, quick. where are they getting it from? I have no idea. Um the night specials. What? Oh night- We we visited the um the bazaar and there was this very strange man with an Anyways, he he said something about mentioning a night special to them, and and we would get something in return, or at least they would they should respond to it for a good deal. For for a good deal, yes. I I, he didn't really specify. I I think he might have winked, but it was hard to tell. Um, um, well. Yay? Well, I think we all know who we're going to send to find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I suppose we'll have to wait for him to get back. Uh, well, okay. oh, sorry, go ahead. While I was at the university, I, I have these um, devices that I've been working on, and, and maybe they'll help. They're like um, talking things. You know, you can, like, talk into it, and then I can hear you. So, like, there's only a short distance, but we can maybe so hear... something easily achieved by shouting. But but we can do it quietly. Yes, something easily achieved by, like, shouting, but very quiet, so other people wouldn't hear us. So, like, if we so sent... very quiet shouting. If we sent Otto at, like... Something bad happened. We we could know because because it's people. 
And I don't think if we go and ask, they're going to be all nice and friendly. So, because it's people. So Arlen hands out these, like, walkie-talkie type devices. Which is one of her uh, weird science device contraptions. What does it look like? Does it look like some sort of weird steampunk thing, or what do you envision? (laughs) Uh, If you've ever seen like a 1950s wartime telephone that has actually a hand crank on it to generate power, and it can send short-range radio waves waves that are uh, radio waves (laughs) designed by Elmer Fudd. These waskly radio waves. <laughs> and Arlen has a single control device that can. I see what you're saying. Though. So, so like each of them have a little hand crank, or just your main receiver? No, each of the little ones have a hand crank, and oh, okay, it's, it. uh can interact with the main receiver almost like a switchboard. So Arlen can only talk to uh, one person at a time. But she can receive messages from everybody. Got it. Uh, and just for our, our, our fellow viewers, basically, she has weird science a whisper cantrip. <laughs> a message. A message. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a message cantrip. Uh, Otto, do me a favor. One thing I, I forgot to uh, uh, perhaps have you uh, do. Um, roll me a perception check. This is while you were, you know, just observing. Do, do, do. Cause it's people. It's pretty Holy good roll. Holy crap! Twenty-five. Got my eye on the ball. All right. Um. So you've been there since sunrise. You've been watching. There is an unusually large volume of meat leaving that door for the amount of meat that's apparently going into it. I see. They must have some kind of conjure meat spell. (laughs) (laughs) My god, they're geniuses. They figured out how to conjure meat out of thin air. But yeah, yeah, so that is one thing that you you notice as well while you were watching. It's a good thing you got a natural 22 because that was a DC of 25. So the only way you could have succeeded was with a nat twenty. Nice. Good thing oh, I was God. I was uh, measuring that volume in my head. Fucking ball. So uh, we'll say about that time Otto comes back. <laughs> uh, Otto has more meat. Hey guys, guess what? I got more meat. Why? <laughs> It's it's people. It's people, Otto. It's people. Don't. She's been telling everyone to listen. It's people. Huh. Uh. Well, the people that were down there eating it, most of them uh, tasted like beef. Do you think people taste like beef? Amelia kind of gagged a little bit. <laughs> uh, Weary, roll me another craft cooking check, please. Unless you choose not to examine the meat. No, I'm good. I'll, no, I'll do it. Okay. It's like, no, I don't need it. I'm good. <laughs> I don't really want to touch it, but like, I want to, I, like, she probably did not 
take Arlen's little walkie-talkie thing mm-hmm. because it looks like it will explode if she does. <laughs> so she probably very gingerly put that on a shelf somewhere. What is it with me and the sixes today? Good God. Looks like beef. Yeah. It's it's because you don't want my walkie-talkies. That's why you're rolling low. Here's the question, too. If And, and this is Otto saying this in character. Some of the people said it tasted like beef, and some of them said it tasted like pork. Which begs the question, if this is people, who tastes like beef and who tastes like pork? Otto looks around the room. <laughs> but but it, it, it could be different things. I mean, they could be having some actual real, like beef or 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 animal and then some like people and yeah would Otto tell everyone about the uh the animals getting brought in and stuff yeah uh, at that point i think i would disclose you know it seemed like there was more meat coming out than they brought in and that they shut down for 15 minutes in the middle of the day but otherwise everything seemed pretty ordinary nobody seemed to have any complaints Starving people tend not to. Uh, I don't know. It was pretty hot out there. <laughs> well, next time you'll be going in. In? Uh, what? You will be going inside the building. Uh, okay. Oh, well, I was inside this time. Don't you have to go in to get the meat? Uh, yeah, you do. I was inside this time. They gave me meat. Well, you were standing outside all day in the hot sun, and now you get to go inside. Okay. And here, uh, Otto, I I have another little device for you. Just talk into it, and then we can hear what you're saying. (laughs) As as soon as it makes an appearance, Mori has eyes on it at all times. (laughs) Otto grabs the thing and puts it to his mouth and shouts, can you hear me? <laughs> ah! Norlin's like, no, ow, ow, you're going to destroy my eardrum. Oh. You just just talk normal. You can even, like, whisper. Um, and, and that way you can, like, tell us what's going on when you we, we send you in there. Uh, it's not that complicated, people. It's going to look hand crank telephone. It's going to look kind of conspicuous cranking this, this thing here, isn't it? Is this how it works? You can have it. You don't actually have to have it up to your mouth. Just like you just have it on your person. I guess I something. could. I guess I could tell them it's a pepper grinder. You can just put it in your uh, here. Here's a bag and like, <laughs> for like okay, okay. I'll, here's I'll, a no. paper bag for your telephone. <laughs> Bring that with you. It won't look weird. No, she hands them. She has one of those like bandoleros, which is those like chest uh, thing that you put across your chest with pockets. A bandolier, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a common thing that other people have in the area. It's just a common. How big is nothing. is the walkie-talkie? Would you say it's like bigger or smaller than a shoebox? Smaller, for sure. Like maybe the size of a cell phone ish. Oh, like it's a maybe teeny tiny crank, like you would have to crank it between like your thumb and forefinger. <laughs> like it's a tiny music box. <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> that would be funny. 
He's just furiously trying to turn this tiny tile. <laughs> Whatever would work best for the game. I'm thinking like, I, 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 I mean, I have my cell phone right here, which is a, like a Galaxy Note. And so you can put a crank on the back. I mean, that's pretty big. You could do like an inch and a half. Uh, you have a crank on your yeah. cell phone? No, I'm just cool. looking at it. You can have like a two-inch diameter wheel. <laughs> she just gives her a fake crank and says, here's your phone. Like, <laughs> um, no, so, okay, so we'll say, yeah, these devices are device. about Leave me alone. the size, uh, about the size of, like, a, 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 a cell phone, like a Galaxy or an iPhone or something. Um, Miri, uh, you'll look up after following, uh, you know, the thing Otto has. The one you put on the shelf is gone. Flack! Where are you? Flack is uh, over in the corner with Toby. Give it back. What? Give what back? My walkie-talkie. I know you took it. It comes with tracking devices. Flack jumps on Toby and starts running out the door. Like uh, people, I'm just trying to help. Come on! Yeah, I took it. I spent, I, uh, I spent a lot of time on into, into the kitchen and grab a carrot and go, Toby, come here. <laughs> Roll me a handle animal check. Oh boy, because these have gone so well previously. <laughs> All of your checks just aren't incredible. What blue liked you? That yeah, was just his way of showing affection. It's gnawing on your arm. Yeah! <laughs> finally! Oh. Toby spins back around. <laughs> and despite Flax kicking and prodding, marches right back to the carrot. You can tell t- uh, Flax got the little walkie-talkie tucked in his belt. Yeah, uh, Amelia holds the carrot out to Toby and then holds her other hand out to Flack. Uh, Flack grumbles and then hands over the walkie-talkie and then, like, crosses his arm like a sulking child. Uh, I'll make you one, Flack. Uh, if I didn't know you wanted one, but I'll make you one, okay? You can have it. Uh, wait, wait, you're making uh, one, him one or he can have it? No, I will make him another one. Okay. I uh, am weary is offering to let him keep it. But but He's then how are we going to here. How are we going to talk to you if something happens? Are what? we all going our separate ways? No, I'm just saying, you know, um then perhaps having a set of two would be reasonable. But uh, fine. I'll be back in the lab uh, when Otto's, you know, after after we deal with this at some point. I mean, All I'm right. not going to go right now. Uh, so Flack returns or uh, takes the uh, takes the walkie-talkie back to the corner, and then uh, Arlen every periodically, every once in a while, <laughs> you hear like a hello. Yes, I hear you, Flack. And then at some point you hear a noise. It's really hard to kind of figure it out until you think you realize it's teeth. <laughs> oh, no. This is going to be a bad idea. 
It, but just FYI, Arlen's the only person that can hear it. So right. Yeah. All right. So uh, sorry. So back to that. So Arlen has given Otto and everyone except for Mary, it would seem, uh, at the moment, a a, uh, a message cantrip so you can talk into it. Um, do you guys tell Otto about uh, what you found? Uh, yes. Yes, we would we would talk to him about what Simronius said and the weird one-eyed dudes, <laughs> and in no uncertain terms that I am not going to the. I am not butcher. going into that butcher shop. Um. But what if something happens and and we need you? Then I will be there. But until that happens. If this is as you say, I want no part of this. What? Um, we need to stop it. Of course. I don't. Okay, what? What's going on? I mean, I think they're sending. I think you, they're sending me to. Or sorry, go ahead. Go uh, yesterday, you just kind of took off, you know, um, and and like. Are you okay? You know, are you here with us? Are you gonna help us? I I don't define I, okay, child. Um. Well, I guess that's my answer. If you have to ask, then you're probably not okay. Um. Care to share? Not particularly. My business is my own, and you um, are adults. Any fights you get into should be ones that you can get yourselves out of. Wait, yes, but you keep calling us child. Now we're adults? you got to make up your mind. You have always been adults. And when I say child, it does not mean I think you beneath me. And, 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 and what if... Like, <sighs> it is a common saying among my people when we wish to say in no uncertain terms that we are on even footing. Call it a gesture of goodwill. We are both the children of the world. We bend to the will of the gods. We are all tied to the same fate. We, we are born, we live, we die. Okay. What does this have to do with you running or or not wishing to join us in the butcher shop? You wish to know why I call you child, and now you know. Okay. You still haven't answered our question. We, I mean, uh, we kind of need your help? This isn't just our task. Miss Croft asked you to do this as well. We need your help in this. I am aware. So, what do you mean when you say you want no part of going in the butcher shop? Is it specifically because it's people? Or is it something else? Because I completely understand if it's because it's people. Okay. 
We were not always people of the trees. There was a time once when our people flew. We cursed ourselves. We were arrogant and we stole the feathers of the dead to decorate our own bodies. We defiled the dead, child, and we cursed ourselves. And Clio, who guards the dead, saw fit to enact that curse upon us. She took our wings. To deal with the dead is a sin, a cardinal sin among my people. To even put hands upon them is considered poor taste. Okay. Um. But this is bringing justice to their deaths. Is it? What if you're wrong? What if you are all wrong? <sighs> then we're wrong. And we will find the truth. But if it is as we as we think it is, you said it yourself. That was not beef or pork. And, and this Professor Loon said that he truly believes that this is... This is flesh from someone, not just something. What I if you are? Before I see death again. What if you are wrong? Is a philosophy that leads to paralysis and inaction. We could sit around here and what if we were wrong till the end of time? And wouldn't it be a greater disrespect to the dead to not? Uh, I mean. I was taught recently that in order for the dead to be at peace, whether I believe it or not, they need to have a proper burial. And I know that's something a lot of people believe. And this is not it. And, and, One way or the other, you know, if you believe in that, then wouldn't you be helping to put their spirit at, at rest by, by um, stopping this, getting involved and making sure that's not what it is? Otherwise, it's just beef and then that's fine, right? To touch. But if it's not, and there really is something more sinister going on, you don't have to actually touch it or anything to help stop what's happening. It's my experience that uh, debate and rational arguments will very rarely change people's viewpoints. If she wants to help in whatever way she decides, so be it. What's the plan here? I will help you in whatever way I must. Yeah, well, that's what I said. <laughs> I want to respect your culture and, and, and your beliefs. Even if I don't uh, share in them, that doesn't mean they're not valid. 
but I don't know where that, what that means. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to go with us in case something happens and we can stand outside and talk to the, the, the people and find out what the night special cuts something is and see how they respond? We take it one step at a time here. If this is what you wish of me, this is what I shall do. You hear uh, from behind a very high voice of Flack. Maybe Mary Coward. Hey, hey, Flack. (laughs) Flack, like, clamps on the table. It's okay. Flack Coward, too. And he, like, pulls down his shirt and shows a very nasty brand of a sword that's broken in half. And he says, Flack once great warrior. Why, Toby get in trouble. Flack have to fight clan chief. Fail. Made coward. Now Flack can't fight. Maybe Miri can't fight either. Miri? Do you keep a tally of all the people that have died at your hand? Well, so far, unfortunately, uh, that's been um, two. Hmm. Does it weigh on your mind? <sighs> the um, the people that would be hurt were I to not act weighs on my mind more. Yeah, I can't say I'm feeling too guilty about knocking out a few imps. That is not what I asked. No, I... Does it weigh on your mind that you killed them? Yes. It does. But I just have to keep in mind I'm not doing this for myself. And... I mean... I'm not important. Would he be proud to see where you are? Would he be proud to see you with a weapon in your hand? Is this what they would have wanted? No. But I don't have a choice. You always have a choice, Chad. No, I don't have a choice. I have no other option. I mean, it's you don't understand. You just... And Arlen just kind of walks away. Amelia looks to Mary and says, If you are going to help, then come with us. And she heads out after um, uh, Arlen. Uh, Weary kind of stops her on the way out and says, I will help you 
but I do not beg the gods for more blood on my clothes. We don't go out hoping that we are going to kill another person. If a person's life stood between you and the truth, would you take that life? She hesitates for a moment and then quite firmly says, yes. How about five lives? How about ten? Where does it stop, Jack? Where does your revenge turn into revenge? When does it stop being justice? I suppose I'll find out when I get to it. And she, uh, I pray that you know when to stop before getting there. So do I. And she heads out the door. Twenty-three. I've killed twenty-three people. Do you regret it? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Once I find the long shanks, not so bad. But he shrugs. What do? Was warrior. Warrior fights. And then he stands up and he looks a bit more serious than, than you've ever seen him before. And he says, Flack coward. Flack can't fight. Flack can't protect. Flack can't write. Things have been done. Murray can. And then he just gets off the table. I fear that you are wrong. What if this task is above me? <laughs> so many tasks above me. I still do them. And he like holds a hand over his head, motioning how short he is. Hmm. And then he just goes up and snuggles up next to Toby and starts taking a nap. So, we have Arlen's walked off one direction. Amelia's walked off uh, another or towards the same direction Arlen did? She, she's going after Arlen. Alright. Uh, what about Otto? Um... Are they heading towards the butcher shop? Like the no. B- no. Arlen, Arlen walked to another room in the orphanage. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm really like headed towards the butcher shop alone. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I, I'm confused then. So, where did, so Arlen left the room because they were arguing, and where did Muri and... Uh, Amelia go? Amelia didn't leave. Yeah, Amelia's still there. Amelia was, I thought Arlen left the building. But no, I guess Arlen just walked two, two doors down. And like, if you go <laughs> looking, no, no, look, if you go looking for Arlen, you're going to find her in a room and she's staring at um, the big canvas that all the kids had painted Lord. and everything. She took a paint, she took a piece of that, she cut out the piece that she had drawn on. 
And so she's just standing in the room looking at uh, that picture with the forest and uh, stick figures of her and like some animals. Amelia comes up um, and asks, are, are you all right? Um, no, I don't think any of us are. No, I suppose not. So are we going to go? Otto looks at Mweary and then points to his weird little gizmo that Arlen gave him and says into it, I'm going to go ask for the night cut. (laughs) (laughs) And then he shrugs because he has no idea what's going to (laughs) happen. So Arlen at that point kind of stuffs the, uh, the canvas back behind a box and, uh, Starts walking out to uh, meet up with Otto. Amelia, looking slightly confused, follows her out. Because <laughs> she didn't hear shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, we're, we're going to the butcher shop with Otto. Oh. Oh, good. Yes. Um, let's, let's go do that. Yes. Arlen's realizing she probably did not think this walkie-talkie device through all the way. Uh, there's going to be a lot of telephone going on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're in the next room. By the time he gets to like Miri, it's like, they're on a broom! <laughs> <laughs> and and, um, and Arlen just has to hear the progression of her <laughs> message getting distorted. <laughs> <laughs> no, you idiots! Alright, so if we want to retroact a, a few things a little bit, for example, it's like 2 in the afternoon. Are you guys still going to the butcher shop? You can! It's up to you. Well, the let, just so I understand correctly, they told you to ask for this at night, right? The night cut, ask at no, night? No, they, 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 they simply said, ask for the special night cuts and get a good deal. Oh, they didn't actually tell us to go there at night. Right, they didn't say a specific time or anything. Oh, fuck it, let's go. I'm cool. Yeah, my suggestion, honestly, would be to kind of just keep a watch overnight, see if anything weird or suspicious happens, because the the animal deliveries happen during the day, or at least in the morning. But we haven't really observed it at night. They could be doing sneaky, suspicious things then. So it's kind of like... Anyways, hang on because I, I keep forgetting exactly. So this is what they actually said: ask for the night's special cuts. I keep miswording it. Okay. But they didn't say you need to go at a certain time or anything. They said just ask for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking that if they're actually like bringing people in, like unless they're pulling some like underground tunnels shit, then they're going to be bringing like things into the butcher shop at night. That's the most likely scenario. I would have, we, have we determined if there's a back door to this place or not? Auto, uh, Auto searches Auto's, his memory. I would assume if they're serving people, for his time, going to bring him in through the front door. 
Well, that's what I was just going to say. Was there any people who went in to get a cut of meat that didn't come out? No. Okay. No, the only thing that looked even somewhat unusual was when they closed the door for 15 minutes and then opened it again, and that guy came out with his meat, and then they started people coming back in. But other than that, no. And uh, Oh, did that guy have an eye patch? Did he know anything about the knife special cuts? (laughs) He didn't have an eye patch, as far as Otto can tell. Oh, and... um. Who was the main guy that we were supposed to be looking for? Or who's in charge Van of all this? Van What a god-awful name. Yeah, it took me five minutes to be like, how do I even... Like, how do I even... <laughs> his name is like, here, I'll, 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 I'll put it in for you. So that you, his name is Varric Van Kasterkin. Right. I just looked at that and I'm like, how... What? <laughs> Varric, Van Casterkin, Christidia Croft, like, are they pulling some Marvel shit? Like, Welcome to Corvusa. <laughs> Ostentatious name 101. Seriously. Alright. Um, yeah, so, so, so Arlen thinks that we should definitely go, have Otto go back and ask for the, uh, special night cuts but also see ask around uh for uh, if anybody knows anything about Van Castrican or if we can figure out some information on who the other people are just do some more canvassing before we actually bust down the doors yes and also look around try and get a, a outward lay of the area you know mhm Sure. That that's that's what Arlen's goal is right now. Is to uh look around, talk to some people in the area, figure out like at least what externally um the butcher shop and everything looks like. Probably before Otto goes in and and talks to them for the night special cut. Okay. And then we can all get together since some of us don't have walkie-talkies anymore. Well, here's a question. Why wait? They're not going to kill me. Hey, man, all of those walkie-talkies are in safe hands. Thank we're, you. We're acting like... They're like, just not the, in weary safe hands. We're like making the assumption that... That is kind of good. Uh, right, sorry. Okay, sorry, I'll just try and talk. We're making the assumption that asking for the night special cuts is going to like trigger something or, or cause some sort of uh, irreparable event where we can't go back. It's like, this is just more information too, right? And it's the best we've got. Why don't we just go do it? I agree, but I would also like to see the exterior of the area before we do that. Because if something does happen or you get thrown out, you know, and they're like, we don't know you when we shut down or whatever. Well, you're you more than welcome to just go walk around the birch shop. That's what I, I think uh, Arlen wants to do while Otto's asking and okay, stuff. and and maybe in a way it is kind of good that Flack has a walkie-talkie because he'll be at the orphanage and can talk to the other people. Oh, out of range. That is way out of your range. <laughs> That's true. Darn. Has like a, a few hundred feet. <sighs> okay. Fine. I was trying to make a positive spin, but yeah. Anyways. Flack has one of your weird science devices. I don't know how that's not a positive spin in and of itself. <laughs> 
Fine. So we'll say you guys make your way back towards the butcher shop. It's around two in the afternoon or so. Um, give me a second. I'm going to move you guys back over to the butcher shop map. I have revealed all the areas around the shop so that um, <clears throat> you, we can say like you just you know walked around it. Um, and then. Uh, so, uh, walking around it real quick, uh, let me make sure you guys have control to your tokens, which you don't for some reason. Um, so, Arlen, you will find that um, there is a pin to the... Hang on, sorry, I'm trying to multitask, and that's making me sound like a robot. Um... Okay, everyone should have control of their tokens now. Um, so over here is the mm-hmm. livestock pin. You can see inside it um, there are two pigs in there, just like uh, in the morning. Oh, no, those two pigs are still there. Um, all of this is wall, so you can't really see past it. In fact, actually, here, I'll go ahead and reveal this part because you'd be able to see this from the outside. Um, there you go. So imagine there's two pigs in there. And then around back, there's really uh, no other doors. The only other door you see is uh, the bottom left corner. There's a door that is locked. And is there a door at the pig pen? What is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here. There's like a door right here. Uh, yeah, that's a door to the inside the house. Correct. Okay. And then, and then there's like a latch for the pig pen, like right here. Is this a one-story house, or? Uh, no, it's uh, well, it has a second story, but you can see from there the second story is much smaller than the first story. Mm-hmm. Maybe only a few rooms. Okay, what are these? Uh, what are what? The doors. thing I'm okay. Like uh, like, uh, like uh, doors that go into the building. So okay. there's a door here. A door there, a door here, okay, and a door here, and then this door. Okay. Well, sorry, less doors and more... Um, like a barn door kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. They're bigger than the normal doors. But they all appear to be closed. Okay, that's fine. All right, so, Otto, you just going straight in. Um. Well, the, I'm assuming the door is closed, right? Uh, no, the door is open right now. Oh. Yeah, I'll go in and okay. ask for the the night special cuts. So you go in. You uh, you see the same two gentlemen from before. Um, the uh, uh the one that was called uh Beldrago. Uh, that is uh, the one behind the counter. He's a bit portly. He's wearing a chainmail shirt that's just a little too small for him, and he's a little bit easy. <laughs> Got a little bit of a muffin top. I'm sorry, Mulder. Uh, uh, Mulder was his name, and that's the one that's just a bit portly. Uh, and then you've got another guy over here. Uh, he's tall, and he's got the bushy eyebrows that merge into one just above his big, flat nose. Those are the same two guys in almost the exact same position you saw them yesterday. Uh, and when you come in, the the one with the the long the, sorry the tall one says, "We're at a meet today. 
Come back tomorrow. So just to um, set the scene a little bit, I'm not wearing a disguise or anything at the moment. So I just okay. look like a pretty regular kind of dude in armor, oh, okay. which I guess, I don't know if that's regular or not. Uh, it's not on scene, but it's not regular either. Right, right. Okay, so then I would uh, say, well, you might be out of meat, but do you have any of the night special cuts? The the two men look and at I'd each wink other at them immediately. Wink. <laughs> uh, they look at each other immediately, and then they look back to Otto. And uh, again, the the taller one says, looks you up and down. I don't know if you need this night special cut. You sure? I'm. Um, I got some some friends who could really use it. Ah, and he like taps his nose. And then he'll uh, he'll come over around you and uh, close the door. He'll kind of like look left, look right, and close the door. And as he closes the door, the 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 portly guy, the kind of wheezy one, goes, "All right, so here's the deal: fifty gold pieces for whoever you want roughed up, and you get the job done. And I promise you, they'll never bother you again." Hmm. Perfect. There's a there's a nobleman in town named Jim, <laughs> and I would pass over fifty gold to these guys. Okay, and uh, the uh, Jim Sheridan was his name, if I recall. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, the return of Jim. <laughs> He's just going to be a recurring story. theme in the rest of this campaign, isn't he? <laughs> Why not? No one remembers him. <laughs> um, he pockets the gold and he says, where do we find Jim? Uh, last I heard, he was at the, uh, what was the name of that guard tower where we sold the shiver? I can't remember. Oh, the, uh, the um, oh gosh, the uh, Citadel. Yeah, he, he was seen at the Citadel. Oh, it's uh, Citadel Volshnik. Seen it says Volshnik in the past couple of days. They look at each other and they look back to you. Yeah. That's not a place we're keen to go. Anywhere else we could find this nobleman? So I have to find him for you? Kind of an operation you guys running. The 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 tall bushy one like kinda crosses his arms. Look. A simple operation. You pay us money, we beat the hell out of whoever's giving you trouble. We didn't say we track them down for you. <sighs> so you beat them up, and then what? What if I, what if I want them dead? They uh, kind of look at each other again and look at you. Are you the guard? Do I look like a guard? That's a bad answer. Roll me a diplomacy. <laughs> and eight. Oh my god, you have a minus to your diplomacy. I get minus four to all charisma checks because people oh, can't remember me. Right. Yeah. Um. The uh, um. The one standing next to you kind of backs up a bit, and he goes, "You know what? No deal. I don't think we uh." Are offering any services? It must have been a mistake. And the uh, big one behind the counter says, "Yeah, 
must have the wrong people. Sorry about that, but there's the door. Uh, you guys seem useless you anyways. Yeah, I take my money and Yeah, okay. Lock out the door, I guess. Okay. He walks back out. You guys see Otto emerge with a, a pouch of gold. It looks like his pouch. And oh, and they close the door behind you. Let's go back to uh, the orphanage. Yeah, we're not terribly far away. Yeah, back to the home and uh, tell the quick tale of how they apparently are running a what is that extortion? No, yeah, they're basically just roughing people up for cash, which still doesn't really explain the meat thing. It's probably. Probably when uh, somebody, the beating gets out of hand, if they go too far. I guess, yeah, you can uh, get rid of the body. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder where all the bones are, though. Probably in the, the soup. In the soup? What if... <laughs> what, what if what this looks an awful lot like a human femur. Hmm. <laughs> Must be just coincidence. <laughs> Haven't you guys ever had tonkotsu? Like I'm Japanese so... ramen? They boil the bones down. <laughs> no, I know. Like, matter of fact, I've been thinking about this. Yeah, no, it's probably the soup. That's not going to do it. <laughs> no. That's how you get that nice, thick, rich, gelatinous broth. I think you've seen one too many episodes of CSI or something. <laughs> or Dexter. Yeah. Or I cook with bones. Chew. Okay, so Hannibal. <laughs> no, like... Uh, clearly right. you guys don't eat a lot of Asian cuisine. I... Excuse me? You know what I'm you talking heard, about then. Hey, that statement? Personally, I try to avoid putting bones in my food. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know exactly Anyways. what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, so you guys make it back to the orphanage, and Otto recounts the tale of how they are uh, running some sort of hired thug operation uh, in addition to the meat. Now, remind this other character, remind me again, what exactly did the guard want us to, to prove or do? To bring him back, dead or alive? Oh, yeah. No, uh, Cressidia Croft wanted you to bring uh, Van Kastriken back alive if possible. Um, dead if at all costs. Um, but the, the point was to bring him back alive and detained so that he doesn't become like a martyr or assign to other guards to revolt or anything of that nature. But better to kill him if you must than for him to keep doing whatever it is that's going on. Okay. Have we actually seen him at all? Nope. Otto's only seen two people. The same two each time. Do you think he knows? Do you think Van Kaskerkin knows? I mean, I Probably. Here's my idea. We go back, we hire them proper, and I don't screw around and mess it up. And then when they leave to go rough up whoever we say, could be imaginary person number two over at Jagger Circle or whatever, we follow the guys that go out and rough them up instead. Huh? <laughs> Well, we see, I, I like the idea of, uh, I, I'm not so sure I like the idea of roughing them up instead, but I do like the idea of sending them um, t- to find them. We're, 
Javargo. Where was he supposed to be at that CD bar? Javargo. Uh, yeah, he seems he's like at a, Eels a known End. name. Yeah. Devargo was at Eel's End, which is a uh, um, like a, a bunch of ships tied together over here. That's like a big casino and other stuff. Yeah, but hey, it's supposed yeah, to be like a I'm rough area. Fifty bucks to yep. beat up like Al Pacino. I'm not saying beat up Al Pacino. I'm saying that's where we can say Jim John Sheridan is. Jim. Jim Sheridan. Yeah, the name won't work anymore because I'll remember that. Okay, well, okay. Well, then you need to come up with another equally genius name. Okay, I'll work on that. (laughs) Bones? Um, I will let you know, not to dissuade you in any way, shape, or form, but simply because it's been a few sessions. Cressidia Croft did tell you guys to stay away from Dervago until she has more information because he can be an incredibly dangerous person. I wasn't implying to go after Javargo. I just didn't remember the name that he hangs out at, and I knew that was a seedy place. You know, the I'm other. Sorry, th- I spend way too much time in the lab. I don't know much about rough and tumble areas, parts of town. The other thing we could do is get a few of them to leave by going to go rough somebody up, and then storm the place while half of them are gone. Yeah, that's actually what I was thinking. Do you assume that two is half of the operation? Well, they're the only people that we've seen. Those are the Otto starts counting on his fingers. Hmm. <laughs> two. Thoughts. Yes. Right? <laughs> I mean... If you, you see the same cashier at the store every day, does that mean that that's the only cashier at the store? And that's the only person that works there? I'm sorry, but I don't respond well to this kind of disillusionment, okay? Just just leave me alone. (laughs) What do you mean NPCs have lives? (laughs) But we can also at least see how many people leave to Mm -hmm. go rough somebody up. Plus, that's assuming all five or seven or however many are in there. Well, so wait, are, are we having this conversation back at the orphanage, or are we just like a couple blocks away? I, I thought Arlen we figured it was at the orphanage. Yeah, I think we all went home. So, call it a night. No, I, I, we walked there and back, and that was enough work for all of us. Yeah, just but like, isn't it just like Bilbo. Yeah, it is. So, it's a safe place. We can have a chat. You know, I, Arlen thinks... You know, I think that um, we should go back. You know, I agree. Hire the person proper. See who leaves, if anybody, when they leave. And maybe start tailing people or something. I still think that we should, um, uh, at least for one night, just kind of, like, observe and see if anything weird happens. Because weird things always happen at night. I agree. Um... Yes. Okay, so let's put that up to a vote first. Do you guys, uh, uh, so Amelia and Arlen want to watch it overnight. Uh, do Muri and Otto have any objections to that? That sounds fine. Uh, sure, plus I have night vision. <gasps> okay. So, we can handle that fairly narratively. Uh, you're not sneaking into enemy territory or anything. <laughs> you're just camping out and watching... Uh, a stakeout. Mm-hmm. So I'll bring the s'mores. Easy enough. Um, Are there any like empty oh, wow. buildings around or 
Not that uh, are what, obviously empty, no. What kind of what kind of district is this? Is it like purely like mercantile or uh no, no. North Point has uh plenty of residents around. Uh, in fact there's a couple of residents uh in the area. Uh give me a second here. Da, 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 da. While I pull up something for you. Um, if you ask around a little bit at North Point, you can find, um, there's a studio, um, that's available, uh, like, it's not that it's empty, but the owner is willing to rent it to you for, um, 10 gold a month. A studio is basically like a one-room apartment. My, we want to. We want to be able to see this thing from all sides, so we can watch all the doors. He uh, he he's only willing to rent it for the month. So ten gold or nothing. That's fine. We can rent it and sublet it later. We starting a business here. What's going on? I don't know if the homeless associations. Uh... They tend to frown on subletting. It's usually in the why doesn't each of us just pick a corner, watch the building, and we'll keep in contact with the walkie-talkies? Uh, we can only uh, talk to our the walkie-talkies. And she can talk to us. That's true. She can yeah, I can... Uh, how did this work? Those nearby can hear the message. Uh, you can point your finger at each creature you want to receive the message. When you whisper, the message is... Audible to all targeted creatures within range. That does mean that they have to be within her view. So, for example, if you're on each corner, there's two she can talk to, but a third that she cannot. The message does not have to travel in a straight line. Um, It can circumvent a barrier if there is an open path between you and the subject. I don't think you actually have to have line of sight. Well, the weird thing is you have to point to them. How do you know where they are if you can't see them? Maybe you have to point to them, but then they can move on and it persists. That's possible. Because obviously, oh, if, if it also... clearly states it goes around a barrier, then that's yeah. not like So here's what I'm going to say. I'll just make a quick ruling, because technically this is radio rays and all that. As long as they're within... I'll tell you this, Sib. As long as they're within your range and you have a general idea of where they are, it'll work. Okay. So mm-hmm. on the th- that last uh, corner, you have a general direction. That's fine. But if like there's somewhere in the building, but you don't know where, that won't work. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, technically, there's only two people that have them. So. <laughs> oh, that again. Yes. Um, okay. So who's so- pairing up with Mary? <laughs> then we don't have eyes on all four corners. I suppose one corner doesn't have a door, though. Anyway, whatever. Let's just say we cover all the exits to see if anything's coming or going out of the building. Sure. And we watch it. And uh, then that's really easy. Let me throw you back over there real quick. Actually, um, Mary can just stay with Arlen. That yep. way, our night vision has direct contact with, you know, the person who can get a direct contact with everyone else. So, Otto is right. So, you would need someone like here... Aren't? Probably here. Mm-hmm. Aren't you both half elves? Then yeah. if you do it here, you could also yeah, you could have all four and corners. And there's no there's no door here anyway, so yeah. Because I don't have night um, vision. 
half uh, half elves have uh they don't have night vision or dark vision they have um infravision don't they no dim no light. they can see better yeah they have dim light they can see better than humans but they can't see quite like Mary can hmm. um and and where your your vision you can see in total darkness and it's kind of just monochrome like it's like black and white for you mm-hmm. um but uh, Arlen and Amelia can see better than Otto, but they still can't see in total darkness. Well, I think Otto no, will. Just sit in the dark for a while. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the street, which I'm assuming the front door faces the street. Yes, correct. So I can just sit across the street and cast light on my um, should I don't know my bag or something, and just sit there. How about you carry a lamp? I'd cast light. Or Tell the one you carry that for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of is. He has his um, Okay, so... So Otto's there. Who wants this corner and who wants the back corner? Uh, Arlen's gonna... Yeah. Arlen where she's going to be. So. Got it. So Amelia takes it back. All right. And you guys are gonna watch the the whole night, or or well, I'll just go through the night, and then you can decide at some point if you want to do something else. Are we so, all just chilling on the street? Because Mary would probably want to be a little bit up high. She'll probably climb onto something like a sure, building sure, um, so that she has a better view. I'm not gonna make you roll for it. You could just take ten; uh, wouldn't be an issue. So you could climb up uh, onto the tops of one of the buildings nearby. Uh, there, but most of the buildings, just so you know, two stories is about the highest they get in this general area. That's fine. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, night starts to fall, and um, the door closes uh, on the inside, and then about an uh, about two or three uh, hours pass. You don't see much. The top floor. It looks like there's maybe two rooms up there. There's lights uh, showing from them. Um, You get to about 11 o'clock at night or so, and uh, the door opens, and four men come out. Two are the one that you knew before, or you've seen before, and two others that you have not seen before, but don't match Van Kastriken's description. Um... Then the four of them take a right and march off down the road somewhere. Otto starts counting on his fingers. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Miri, Arlen, and Otto all saw that. Amelia, you haven't seen anything yet. Ain't seen shit. Mm -mm. Ain't seen shit yet. Um, Uh, Should we roll, like, Stealthy shit, or... No, not if you're not moving. If you're not... Well, you know what? Go ahead and do it, because you never know. You could roll a one. <laughs> um, so, but go ahead and roll uh, stealth. Like all of us? Well, Otto's not going to have to. He's very, That's good. Well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, because they're obviously going to see you. You're sitting over there with a light spell on yourself. Yeah, I don't think I'm hidden. They just don't really pay much attention to you. So Arlen rolls a 16 for stealth. Why the fuck did you make me do that? Oh. Alora! Uh, well, technically, I'm the one that made you roll. Yeah. 
I'm on top of a building. A one, like, at worst, I fall off the fucking building. No, you're not going to fall off the building. You, you, when they come out, though, you make a noise and they look up and see you on top of the building. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oops, I hooted. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they 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 look up and they see you and and someone on top of the building that's a little odd. There we go. That's also not a very human silhouette. Sorry. Right. I understand. I Maybe they just um, assume you're an owl. That's a big owl. <laughs> that's a big owl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the secret of Nim Owl. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So. Uh, Mori rolled a three, and Amelia rolled a thirteen. Yeah, Mori rolled a natural one. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Amelia rolled a thirteen. Okay, so we'll they see you, the Mori. They see you. They they point up to you. They they talk to themselves a little bit. Otto, Arlen, you're a little too far away. And then they just one of them just shrugs, and then they take off down the street towards the right. Whew. So and and. Um, Arlen's kind of relaying everything that's going on to uh, uh, Amelia. She's done it, folks. She's fucked up. Um, hours start to pass. One hour, two hour. You still see the light on uh, on the second floor. And um, you see shadow of someone moving inside. Uh, you can't really tell um, who or anything. There's shutters there, but there's obviously a light, and there's obviously someone that passes back and forth between it from time to time. Um, we're going to take this opportunity to relocate. Okay. Sure. Uh, probably Not. over to Amelia's side of the house. Okay. So you're you're heading down to Amelia's side. Yeah. Um, three hours pass. Amelia and Weary, give me mm-hmm. a perception check. Oh, um, Mary, add two to yours. No, I'm sorry. Actually, I should be doing it this way. Uh, Amelia, subtract two from yours. Why? Because it's dark. Because it's dark. Because it's dark. Because it's dark. Perception. 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 All right. So help me, God. So is that is that uh Mary Mary, did you roll a ten or a twelve? A ten. Uh no, no. Did you want me to add two to that? Yeah, two oh sorry, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. You just don't subtract things, so you're right. I'm forgetting myself. So you rolled a ten. And Amelia. God help me. I'm I'm trying. No, you're not. You are doing me no don't know that. For all you know, I could have stopped thousands from killing you by now. You don't know. All right. Here goes nothing. Nice work. Nailed that. So, um, it gets very, very dark. It's like one in the morning, two in the morning right now. And all of the lights, the lights up in the second floor have gone out. Most of the lights around you have gone out. Um, Weary, you can see uh, because of your night vision. Amelia, even with your dim vision, it's hard to see what's going on. But you do finally notice that the four men come back and they enter in through this door down here. Mm -hmm. 
and they're carrying some large bundle um, it, between the two of them. The bundle is, it's hard to tell from where you are and how dark it is. Miri, it's, it's even for your, for your uh, night vision, it's really kind of hard to tell. It's large enough that two people need to carry it, but it's wrapped up in some sort of bag or bundle or something. They uh, enter in through the door, close the door behind them with a click, and that's all you see of that. Do I hear it locked behind them? Yes. It's a person. I was waiting for that. <laughs> oh, well, more specifically, I was waiting for it's people. <laughs> it's, it's people. Uh, yeah. Another hour passes. Another two hours. You're getting close to daylight. It's been very quiet inside. Or at least, I mean, from what you can hear. You can't really hear what's going on inside, but you don't see what, anything. What time is it at this point? Uh, 4 a.m. Is the light still on upstairs? No, the light went out uh, before they even came back. Okay. And it did the person going back and forth, Could did it have the same body shape? So maybe a safe assumption that it was one person, or were there, like, multiple body shapes? Uh... Roll me a perception check. Harlan rolled a 23. Uh, it seemed like it was just one person. Okay. So, you know, Otto was close. Two people were kind of half. Maybe. That's at least five, <laughs> if not more. Sure, but I'm not counting people in half, so we can round up or down. Anyways. Um, around 4.30 or so, one of the people again comes out through the front door and heads off this direction. Um, Was, is it fatty or unibrow or somebody else? It's unibrow. Okay. Uh, Otto and Amelia. Otto, do you still have your light spell on? Yes. All right. Um, all right, he doesn't remember. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. How long does your light spell last? It's a cantrip. So I can just keep recasting it. So forever. 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 All right. um, uh, He. This is the light that never ends. (laughs) He he comes out, locks the door behind him, looks at you, grumbles something about early risers, and then heads off this direction. Uh, Arlen, roll me a uh, a stealth check. At what time approximately is this? 4.30 a.m. Okay. So is this actual Arlen or Amelia Arlen? No, Arlen, Arlen. And um, not Mwiri, because Mwiri is down where Amelia is right now. So Arlen rolls a whopping four. I mean, six. Sorry. Stealth check of six. That's still... That's fine. All right, um... (laughs) So he walks right past, doesn't notice you. Luckily, you're not trying to move or anything, so it's not hard. (laughs) Um, Another hour passes. And then right around 6 a.m., the sun's going to start rising Wait, where did he go? He went to the left. Uh Oh, I thought he, like, rounded the corner. No, no, no. What? And then... 
right around 6 a.m. The sun's going to start rising soon. And on auto, this is this is right about the time you came last yesterday. Hmm. Uh, give me a second. All right. Um, all right. Uh, he comes back with one cow, the bushy brows, and uh, puts the cow into the pin here. And then goes back inside. So now and there's two go. pigs and a cow? No, the pigs are gone. Okay. Uh, the pigs were gone when you got there during the evening. So sometime between when you left at you know, 1 p.m. and got back in the evening, the pigs were... Something happened to them, so... Something. Something, yeah. Something it's not hard to guess what. <laughs> My God, it's poor. Did, did they take a vacation? They went, they went the way of the people. Ah! Alright, um, so it's 6 a.m. now. There's starting to be a line gathering for the morning's meet. You guys want to hang out more? I'm tired. Um, Otto's tired. Amelia wants to try something. Okay. Um, she's going to say, if if several of us go into the line and get meat, we can see if it is consistent. That way, we have we we know if there is is perhaps like the ratio of, of normal meat to not. Sure. We can also have um um Otto try to put a head out on John Sheridan or somebody else. Jim. Jim. John Sheridan. John Sheridan's the guy from Babylon Five. This is Jim Sheridan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess with him. He destroyed he destroyed a Mimbari cruiser. <laughs> Sorry. J- Jim Sheridan or or his brother. Jim's other brother. No, also, not John. Perhaps Bob Sheridan. <laughs> Anyways. Alright, so do you guys want to get in line to get more meat, or are you headed back to the orphanage? Uh, or is Otto going back in? Uh, I'm going to say that I think that it's like 100% conclusive at this point. They are definitely killing people, and the meat will be inconsistent because they're mixing it in with the livestock. I'm not sure we're going to get any extra information from that. Yeah, they 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 saw me or someone that looked like me last night, so I'm going home. Yeah, I don't think that right. there's any reason for you guys to reveal yourselves to these people. That seems like right. a, Boy, a we waste. We're really exploiting the fact that you're cursed, Otto. I know. It's I mean, awesome. We might as well get something out of that. <laughs> I, f- I do feel <laughs> awfully we'll exploited. Out of it, but you know what? We really benefit. <laughs> yep. Letta's sitting at home right now wondering where her father is. <laughs> hey, I'm saving the town stuff. <laughs> Not that she knows. Yep. Yeah, well. Alright, so you yeah. guys head back to the orphanage and get some rest? Yes. Um, you find that slightly difficult, um, only because you, you do get a full rest, but it takes longer than usual because you're constantly disturbed by the fact that you live in an orphanage and it's daytime. <laughs> and it's full cast. Yep. So probably after like the third time that somebody wakes Arlen up, she's going to go to the lab. Weary's <laughs> not even going to try. She's <laughs> lived with kids. She knows the deal. The lab is like 
an hour's walk away almost. You're just going to trudge all the way to the lab. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I just, Arlen's like half asleep. Just You can't just make yourself some earplugs? Well, actually, I have earplugs, but I also want to do some stuff. And that's actually true. I have earplugs. Anybody want earplugs? No. So you're not getting rest? Well, yeah. She's... Yeah, but she's going to be there for... No, but she's going to get a full rest. Got it. Okay. Got it. And then do some stuff. So, um... So, basically, uh... Tack on eight hours to whatever you want to make, mm-hmm. and it'll be that long before you come back to the orphanage. I don't have to. Okay, that's fine. Or however long you want to work on whatever it is. Obviously, it's not like you cannot leave until it's done. Yeah, I'll show up around like four. Why don't we take like a full day where everybody gets to rest and everybody gets to? So we make sure that everybody's on the same page and everybody gets a little bit of downtime. So yeah, that that's true. Arlen's gonna check before she just walks off, and and figure out the plan. Every day we let these guys go. They seem to be murdering someone and feeding them to the population. Time is of the essence. Just I saying. I, so uh, I think that uh, we should, you know, order a hit out on somebody, and then when they leave to go find this fictitious person, we will see who's inside. Oh. Okay, real quick. I'm an idiot. We should totally tell Croft about what the hell we think is going on and we can essentially order a hit on an imaginary person and have her and a couple of the guards essentially have an ambush ready for, like, if something goes horribly, horribly wrong. Didn't they hire us for the express purpose that they don't have cards on standby? Oh. We can talk to Cressida, though, as well. Technically, they hired you for the express purpose that sending guards to deal with this might ruin the guards' reputation even more. Yeah. I'll go talk to Cressida. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be happy to do that. Any day of the week. So yeah, maybe about your weird device. Inside. That's fine. I can I can leave that. That that's fine. Uh, I'll I'll walk in work. It'll be fine. Priorities. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely priorities. All right. So you guys are getting a full rest. Uh, Arlen's going to go see Chrysidia, and uh, then you guys are gonna meet back at the or. The, I'm guessing the plan is to be back at the orphanage early evening ish. Mm-hmm. Amelia okay. will go with her. Okay, so you both go to uh, Citadel Volshnik. Uh-huh. Uh, real quick, do we want to do the ordering at the hit out on someone? You should contact the guards first so that we know yeah, whether or not they're well, in no, or not. No, 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 Here, here's what I'm trying to say. Why would we do that when we know for a fact that they leave every night? Four of them leave. We don't if know that they leave every out, night. If we, well, if they do it again... We know that four of them are going to leave. Mm-hmm. If so, we order out a hit, we don't know that all four of them are going to leave. I would assume. I would recommend tailing them when they go out. It stands and to reason that the four of them was their hit squad, and so they probably send the four guys out every time. 
Right. So let's also see what Cressida says. You know, if she allows us to order a hit and they're going to pick up the guys or not. I mean, my guess is she might have a little bit more experience with some of this. And also it might be important for her to know that um, her former guard is possibly feeding people to people. The real question is, what are the entrapment laws in Corvosa? (laughs) Flexible. (laughs) Like people's necks. Flexible. (laughs) (laughs) Stretchable. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Alright, uh, so Arlen and Amelia go to Citadel Volchnik. Uh, you do find Chrysidia there. Uh, she looks like before, looks like she's not getting a lot of rest, but she carries it well. Um, and, uh, she motions you to sit down. <laughs> those bags goes, under your eyes look really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's, like, it's one of those things you can tell she's tired, but when she moves, the way she sits, her posture's still erect. She, the way she speaks, she's not, she doesn't sound tired or act tired, but she looks tired. Um, and, um, she sits you down. She says, so, uh, how goes the investigation? That's... Yeah, Amelia wants to break the news. It's people. <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> Not, That's pretty not, much what she's waiting for. <laughs> not so good. Um, yeah. So, so we went to the butcher shop, and um, we got some samples of the meat, and we had it analyzed, and and. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait. Analyzed. Well, looked at. I took it to one of the professors at the university and oh. and he said that um it's not a typical farm animal and his uh best understanding um well he was really confident that it was a sentient being perhaps a human or elf wait you're saying that they are giving out sentient people's meat Yeah, some of the meat, not all of it, but some of it is definitely people. So, and as Arlen's saying this, she's kind of fiddling with stuff and something in her hand, kind of looking Um, down. Did she bring it with her? No, she didn't bring the meat with her. She's fiddling with a piece of twine. (laughs) That's horrible. Okay. And, and also, um, we. It, It also seems that. They are running a um, um, what did what did Ada call it? A, a hit, um, hit squad. Uh, yes. For um, hire. The... <laughs> no, no, go go ahead. She she kind of like shrinks yeah. back into her chair. We know that there are, are, are two people. Um, I want to say one is Mulder, and the other one I'm not sure of his name, but he's a unibrow. Yeah, <laughs> unibrow. Um, and so if you go in and ask for the nightly special cut, then they they allow you to put a hit out on somebody to um, rough them up. And we think that 
perhaps sometimes it gets a little bit out of hand, and that's what they bring back to the butcher shop. We tried to press on whether or not this was actually going to be a killing. They, they, um, it seemed to spook them a bit. They assumed we were guard. Well, our, our friend was guard. Otto was guard. Who? <laughs> uh, just, just a, a friend of ours. He, he's assisting with the investigation. I have not met him. I'm not sh- well. All right, I'll trust that you know what you're doing. So, yeah, you think that they are people. hiring themselves out to kill people and then serving them as meat? Do you have any evidence of this? Something hard, uh, something that's undeniable. In addition to the samples of meat? Unfortunately, here's the thing. I personally don't need proof. I trust your word. And if you have a way of taking care of this, then please, with all haste, do it. But if you're asking for the guard to, say, storm them and arrest them, Given their public opinion of them right now, we would need some way of beyond a shadow of a doubt showing that this is what is happening. We were wondering maybe more if you could assist us. Um, We think that the hit squad is a four-man group, and our current plan was to maybe put out a hit on a fictitious person and tell them a specific place and location and maybe have you or or some other people there to meet them and detain them while we go in and uh, gather more evidence. Oh, that's something that I think I can arrange. That would be very helpful. The uh, mm. less people there while we're looking around, the safer for everybody involved. A uh, real quick squee. When the four-man group left, the person pacing in the in the second floor was still there, correct? Correct. Correct. Um, there, there will still be um, from. What we've observed, at least one person still in the shop, but it would it would certainly help a great deal, um, knowing that we would have a decent amount of time to investigate. Uh, Chrysidia sits forward with like a a new like fire in her eyes, and she goes, "All right, hire them out for a hit. Tell them it's a woman giving you problems named Cressy." that they can find him on the tavern at the corner of uh, Okinawa Street in Old Corvosa. I'll be waiting for him. Not you by yourself, I hope. Do I wouldn't now have no. permission to call me Cressy? <laughs> she has given no there. such permission. <laughs> no, but that would still be funny. But I wouldn't want a pretty, your pretty face to be a harmed in any way. Without seeming to register your comment, she says, worry about getting in there and finding evidence or taking down whoever's left. 
we can do this quietly, all the better. I'll worry about the hit squad. Your lack of subtlety is only outmatched by her obliviousness. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Is there anything else you can think of that we should keep an eye out for while we're there? Butcher knives? She shrugs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll definitely take that under advisement. So, well, you know, unless you have anything else you want to talk about or anything. Are you talking to Amelia or (laughs) Presidia? I'm pretty sure she's talking to Lady Croft. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Lady Croft. She says, no. Thank you, but I'm very busy. Just relay what I said. We'll be ready. Okay. Uh, Cressy at, at Okinawa o- Okinawa Street in Old Corvosa. And she pauses. You don't tell anyone else about that name. <laughs> Absolutely not. It'll Amelia be, nods fervently. It'll be our secret. And uh, Arlen kind of winks at her. She nods. Thank you. All right, Amelia, shall we? Yes, yes. Let's let's um, go. Put out a hit. She says very unconvincingly. <laughs> All right, you guys make your way back to the orphanage. We'll say again. Everyone gathers around uh, early evening ish, say five or six. Mm-hmm. Uh, you relay the information back to the group. So, what's step number? I don't know where we at. Like G. Oh, step uh, number G. Uh, real quick, um, can I retcon something real quick? Yes, maybe. Um, Otto mentioned how much it would cost. Correct. Yeah, fifty gold. Fifty gold. Um, Amelia would put that forward in the possibility that she might. Be willing to front some of that because she Amelia's poor man. Fifty gold is a lot. She's <laughs> willing to front you, uh, forage you that part of your reward. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. So, uh, how do you guys want? How do you want to go about this? What's what's the plan now? It's six, five, six in the evening. Uh, apparently, Cressidia is going to have uh, a surprise ready for the hit squad while you guys sneak in. Uh, you still got to put the hit. What's what's the uh, what's the next step? Um, I suppose Otto needs to go do thing. We're gonna send in the invisible man. <laughs> sure. Getting all the can out of it. Actually. Do you think it would look odd, a guy putting out a hit on a girl? Not really. I see what you're saying, and you feel free. <laughs> to- totally. That's um, my Look, if I have to roll diplomacy again, all right? <laughs> so, if I mean, this is our moment. We're, we're going for the gusto, so do it up. <laughs> yeah, so you Meaning... better pass guidance now. It's true. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah. not one of those guards, are you? I mean, 
I mean, Amelia and Arlen would be much less conspicuous, I suppose. Alright, sure. Yeah. So um, not weary. <laughs> So are you guys going to go put the hit out and then is everyone gonna be waiting by the butcher shop? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean we don't have to hang out the whole night at the butcher shop. Well we I need mean, to know when they leave. It may not be at the same time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We can take shifts this time, like actually like yeah, but what? what keep an eye out. So, like, run back to the orphanage, get everyone, and run back again. Well, yeah. no, 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 like we we take a post in one section, and everyone takes turns keeping watch. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think you know we can st- have one position, and everybody can take turns rotating in and out a little bit further away. So maybe not all of us have to roll um, stealth checks, um, and others can like eat or something. Like as long as someone doesn't snore like a fucking rhino, we should be good. All right then. So first things first, you guys, uh, you get ready to, you get all geared up, ready to go. You get there, Arlen and Amelia. You gotta okay. go place a hit. Goody! Oh She's never done that before. This is, this is good practice for real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just call this butcher shop the deep web. Oh, God. The dark okay, web? Sure. Why not? Uh, I All think right. it's the deep web. I don't know. Alright, so. <laughs> okay. So, you walk in. Uh, it's, like I said, it's like six... 30 in the evening, the sun's getting ready to set. Um, and you see what Otto's been seeing this whole time. You see two guys up front. Um, and uh, the, the the tall, skinny one looks up and says, we're cl- Oh. Hello there. What are you... uncomfortable. What do you fine-looking ladies doing this time of night? We, um... Amelia steps forward and goes, actually, we were uh, hoping to ask about the uh, night's special cuts. They look at each other. Oh, of course. And uh, the tall guy walks around Amelia far closer than he really needs to and reaches behind her and shuts the door and then literally just reaches over and squeezes her bottom. And as he does it, he says, someone giving you a problem there, sweetie? We could take care of it. Oh, we we would greatly appreciate it. Just us two two girls. We we really need a strong man's help. (laughs) She says through Granny T. Well. See... The, the, there's this lady, this this girl, um, Crussy, I, I think is her name, and um, she's been causing us a great deal of issue. We were hoping you could take care of that. Yeah. Oh, we can take care of it. It's fifty gold, or we can work other things out. 
well, I, you know, you seem like such a nice guy. And uh, that would really require my, the act done first, I would think. My, Roll my, me a diplomacy check, one of you. <laughs> really? How hard is it to say rain check? I don't But you're not checking for rain. You're checking for diplomacy. For the love of God. Yes! <laughs> okay. Yes! <laughs> um, got a 13, and Amelia got a 20. Finally. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the one behind the counter, the portly one says, no can do goods up front. And the tall one kind of like puts a hand on Amelia's chin and kind of like tilts your head back and goes, I don't know. Might be worth it. All right, sweetie. We'll take care of your little problem for you. This Cressy promise you after tonight, she'll never bug you again. Then, where do we uh, go to settle up? Well, we out of character. I totally can't remember. <laughs> uh, Okinawa Street and Old Corvosa. Uh, so uh, tavern on the corner. Yeah. What what they said? Okay. Or or Arlen could have said that because yeah, yes, Arlen says trying real hard not to say something else. There's an old tavern on the corner of uh, Okinawa Street in in Old old Cordovosa. That's where we hear that she harasses people from, where she runs her quote-unquote business. I see. Well, don't worry, sweetie. We'll take care of her real good. Rough her up nice. And then you're going to meet us here tomorrow afternoon. And uh, and his hand that's on your chin kind of tight. Don't make us come looking for you. Oh, we wouldn't dream of standing up such handsome men as yourself. Uh, how is Amelia reacting to this? Is she stomaching it? She you have his hand clamped on your chin. Oh, yeah. I had to roll for sitting on top of a building. Then Arlen's kind of like, "What is this? A constitution check?" No, no, no. As no, hold on, as um, Arlen says this, she kind of puts her hand on the uh, guy's arm, sort of suggestively, like flirtatiously, oh, you know, <laughs> to draw his attention away from Amelia, the lesbian um, and the ace trying to seduce people. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Um, he goes, all right, well then, see you then, little ones. And he gives you like, he gives you like little, uh, smile. and he gives you like a little, like, air smooch. Hmm. See you later, big boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not awkward at all. Um, oh god! All right, uh, so you two are ushered out. Um, not having to pay fifty gold, apparently. 
<laughs> Anything to get out of paying those fuckers, good. Okay. So, you guys uh, get out and then uh, take up positions. Oh mm-hmm. my god. So, As they're, like, settling down, Amelia's just, like, physically, like, scrubbing off her, like, arms and her just, like, oh, just, like, you have visibly repulsed. Yep. All right. So uh, about three or four hours pass until it's about 10 o'clock at night. And um, right around 10 p.m., doors open. Same four guys walk out, close the door behind them, take off for old Corvosa. Um, we should probably give it like, well, how long were they, <clears throat> how long were they gone before? Well, I'm, I'm going to say that they'll be gone this time the whole time because the guards are going to get them. Well, yeah, but I, I, I'm just, uh, like, they were gone about three hours. Okay. Um, I say we give it like 15 minutes for them to like be well out of sight and like gone. And then we, we, uh, head in. Yep. So, so while during that fifteen minutes, Arlen pulls out this uh, little uh, music box and starts uh, playing it, and she does so. Um, it essentially, uh, well, let me. Where is it? Do you have a melody in mind? I don't know. It was just a melody that I found around the house. Hold on. Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur, with the fur. Oh. Oh. What? No, not you. Here we go. Yes. So, as she plays with this uh, music box, it, uh, yes, it fills everybody with um, courage and each person gains a plus one morale bonus on attacks and on saving throws against fear effects. Uh, But it is uh, a a song that that is familiar I think to at least Mwiri. It's a common like lullaby uh, theme that's around in Corvosa. So it's not sexy back. Got it. No, it it is it is not. It's more uh, Musetta's Waltz. <laughs> Two minute duration. We got our haul ass. We're gonna use that. Dart. I mean, you know. Yep. Yeah, typically. Um, so you know, like spells like bless and all that are are used for for a combat because of the short duration. Sure, but I'm thinking that this is something we're going to run into, and mm-hmm. I can use it again. So, yep. Prefer to you know. All right, let's let's head hey, in. Nothing wrong yes. with pre-buffing. Yes. Okay. Uh, how you getting in? Uh, I want to go through the front or the back. Uh, well, Arlen has um, 
um, lock picking stuff, right? Auto checks to see if the front door is open. Uh, it's not. It's locked. I don't have a lock. Is the back door open? It's disabled device is what you're looking for. Oh, okay. Then I can try that. That I have. Um. There's no actual lockpick skill. Okay. Alright, and since you all have control of your characters, you can move them from now on. In case you need to. Able device. Nice try. I roll a nine. Yeah, no. This lock's beyond you. How solid is this door? Pretty solid. Can I try on a different door? See through the uh, pen? Sure. You're going to have to go into the, the slot. How, how big is that um, fence? I'm assuming not very high. I can jump no, over No, it's not it. very high. Yeah, you could see the animals in there, so. Okay. Uh, so you, you, land, you jump over and you land with <laughs> as your feet just slosh into mud and manure. Yeah. And just general filth. It's not the worst thing I've ever stood in, but okay. <laughs> uh, you will see that the, the lock on this door is, is not, um, it's not quite as, like, this door itself is not as sturdy as the, uh, door up front. So, okay. try mm-hmm. that one. Okay. Uh, right. it takes about Rolls. 30 seconds or so, but you're able to, uh, jimmy the lock off and, uh, open up the door. And, you reveal another pin. Uh, hang on. Uh, basically, a set of indoor pins, um, where one of which has uh, the cow that uh, was let in earlier in the morning. Uh, the cow is sitting in this pin over here, drinking out of a large trough. Okay. Um, uh, give me one second. So, um, there's two foul-smelling animal pins. They take up the majority of this room. Um, it's defined by a wooden fence, and each has a gate on it. Um, and then there's just filthy heaps of hay in there. So, a not-very-kept um, barn. Got it. Correct. All right, so what Next. about this door? Yeah. Is it locked? Is uh, anyone searching or anything, or are you just continuing on? Uh, Amelia is going to kind of look around. Um, All right. Uh, roll me a perception check for anyone who would like to. Would Mary like to join in that? Uh, sure. We don't. We don't want to activate this cow. If you get my drift <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're gonna keep its so. mooer off. <laughs> Arlen rolls a 15 for her perception check. Alright. What about Amelia and whoever, well, Mary and Otto, whoever does want to actually look her for things, if you're looking for something. Alright. 11 for Otto. 20 for Amelia. And I think Mary had a 9. Uh, oh yeah, okay, Murray had an eye. Okay. Uh, you guys <laughs> briefly search the room. You don't find what you find a cow. Um, <laughs> Amelia. Me. Um, 
Give me a second here. Under the water trough in the southernmost pin, so the one that the cow is not in, this pin over here, mm-hmm. uh, you see that there has been a small hole dug underneath the trough, and you pull out a um, small little um, cache of uh, earnings or treasure of some kind. Uh, a little stash that consists of uh, several little bags um, that obviously have uh, coins and gems and such. Oh, I'm stashing that shit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, this is mine. No, but yeah, she, um, she's going to put it in her pocket and stay likely to pay All right. Uh, so... I, I assume you're not counting it right now, right? No. Okay. I'm, I'm going to sit so, down and count every one of them. So I will tell you on uh, just what you know from picking it up. Um, there are, depending on what kind of coins are in there and the like, there's probably you know over a thousand coins and a whole bag full of gems and gemstones. So this is this is not just a little stash. This is actually something very substantial. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, and so the door, the next door is open, actually. You know, it's not locked, so you don't have to pick a lock. Um, so you open the next door. Um, everyone, roll me a stealth check, please. Oh, boy. Uh, Arlen rolls a 16. Mary rolls a stealth check. Yeah. <laughs> 15 for Otto. Oh, for Amelia. Okay. Just keep getting worse. Oh, and better. 21 for Moiri. Nice. Okay. Uh, you guys aren't too bad. Uh, Amelia kind of um, splashes around a bit more than everyone else. Um, but all in all, you're not so bad. You open up the next door. Into me. Uh... Basically, a giant room. Uh, the floor of this obviously grim chamber is strewn with blood-stained straw and absolutely reeks of slaughter, so much so that it's almost overpowering. Um, it's very obvious, especially to Mwiri, who, who knows a little bit about cooking, uh, that this is uh, the killing floor. Um, meat hooks dangle from the metal track affixed to the ceiling. It allows for the hooks and their gory loads to be moved easily around the room, you know, so they're not having to pick it up. They can just kind of swing it around. Uh, in the north, what is this? The northwest corner where you are now, uh, a large hammer sits on the floor amidst a giant permanent blood stain. Um, to the south. This is a stain and not like a wet. Yeah, it's not fresh. It's, it's, I mean, it's not like dried and crusted to the point where it's been days and days. It's clear that this is refreshed daily, but at the moment it's not soaking wet, if that makes sense. It's several hours old at least. And it looks, it's very clear this has been used for a long time. Um, uh, to the south, there's a blood-stained grill that covers a wide hole in the floor. Um, north of the grill sits two large vats of water, one boiling and one cold. Um, weary, you would know, you don't have to roll from this. You just know from your skill at cooking. Typically when you butcher meat, you use the, uh, the vats to help preserve it. 
Um, and then there's two large butcher blocks that stand on the east next to barrels of salt that are also used to, uh, that are used to salt the meat. Um, and in the southwest corner, over here. Southeast. southeast. Yeah, I got my things screwed up. Uh, in the southeast corner, uh, is a reeking vat of cast off meat and bones. I told you the bones were in the soup. Um, that is how one makes stock, yes. <laughs> uh, do these bones look people-ish? Hard to tell. Um, considering that, considering that the bones of cows and people and pigs can all be bigger and smaller than each other, really hard to tell. So, um, Arlen wants to, uh, do a perception check as she's walking towards the door. Sure. Which door? There's there's three doors. Room. And I roll a 17. 17. Arlen, as you pass the bloodstained grate and you just happen to glance down below it, you mm-hmm. see a shiny thing. Something catches your eye, a glint. The room is lit. Um, and uh, something from down below looks about 10 feet or so down. Uh, you see a glint of something shiny down below where... Um, uh, give me a second. I'll give you a slightly better idea of what I'm talking about. Um, it's, it, there's a filthy tunnel below it. Um, it's, it looks like some sort of disused sewer tunnel and it runs due east. So probably into the river outside the city, but there's something shiny that catches your eye down there. Okay. So, um, because Arlen's, uh, thinking she might have to unlock some of these doors or something, uh, she's going to point it out and see if anybody wants to check it out. As uh, can the grate be opened or lifted? Um, it is heavy, but yeah, if you, if you're strong enough, you could lift it. You could also try and, uh, break it and, you know, just like smash it open. Either one. Or we could use teamwork and not make a shit ton of noise. Hmm. Ah. Working together. Sure, you could have someone roll a strength check and then have the others aid them. Who has the highest strength? Hey, Otto. <laughs> oh, sure. Get the guy to lift the grate. <laughs> Who has the highest strength in the party? That's Me. Really a good I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Otto. It's not me. I have a 16 strength. I have 18. Okay. That's fair. Alright. Um, so I'm not going to make you guys roll to aid him because that's oh, silly. Uh, I'm just going to say that with their aid, Otto, you get to add a plus 3 to your strength check. In addition to whatever else you get to add to it. So, so did you say plus three? So eleven then? Yeah. Oh man, this thing's heavy. It's possible you you might be able to smash through it or something, but lifting it's, oof, it's tough. Let's come back to that. Perhaps. Uh, smashing it seems like that'll be really loud. Stick a pin in that idea. Right, um, 
Are there? This right here is a doorway, correct? Correct. I want to kick the salt barrels to see if they all like weigh approximately the same. Like maybe one of them has something other than salt in it. Uh, no, they're about the same same weight. Okay. Um, are these two separate uh doors over here? Yeah, yeah. So, yes, correct. That's a door. That's a door. This is a door. Okay. Uh, where do we want to go first? Do we want to? Because we don't actually know where the stairs are. My vote's are left. Thinking this door on the right, but yeah, left is probably a where... dead end. We can cross it off and then go the other way. That'd be my, okay. my thought on it. Where do you want to go, Otto? Left, out, um, oh. west. This way. Yeah, out yep. that way because it's probably a dead end. We can go oh. just take a look, see what's in there, and then oh, sure. Have that you guys can just off. open the door and take a look, take a peeky. Sure, that'd be my thought. Uh, you see a room that looks like where they store the hay for the uh, animal pen outside. Okay. I poke the hay with my mace. Hmm? Is there a man in the it? hay dies? No, um, <laughs> it's just hay. Okay. I'm sorry, Mary. No, oh, I was I was making a joke. Oh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Anyways, Ezio Auditori jumps out screaming in pain and assassinates you. Hey, it could be another crazy Hobbit. Or was he a gnome? What was that guy? Which one? He was dressed up like one of the children in that. In oh place. yeah. Uh, um, oh, the gnome. He was a gnome. Yeah. That like one. Real asshole. shakes or something like that. Okay. Um, so. So, which door do we want to open, or do we just want to do it all at once? Uh, Hookshanks was his name. I, I think one both, at a time. Both at once is not a good idea at all because it could be two separate yeah. rooms. All right. Okay. So, which one first? Top right. Yeah. Go around the outside. And. Is it locked? Oh, nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. It's all open. Right. Uh, it looks like uh, a giant meat locker. Uh, the air in the room is stale, stinking of uh, day-old meat and blood. Uh, just like the room you're in, straw litters the floor. Um, it It's less gory, less bloody, obviously. This looks more like a storage room. Um, over here, oops, hang on, I'm not on my little arrow. Over here, there's a, a obviously a blood-stained table and two barrels of salt. Um and um, another door that leads out this way. Uh, there's an iron bar here that extends out back into the killing floor room uh, as a way to uh, run meat through it. Okay. And uh, in here you do see a few cuts of meat hanging. Let's open the okay. other door. Yep. Okay. Open says me. Alrighty. You see a hallway. A hallway that leads to another door at the end and a set of stairs that go up. Oh, wait, isn't that blacked out spot the entrance that we already saw? Yeah. Yep. That's that's the, the front of the... Yeah, but you're metagaming that. You wouldn't know this from inside. Okay, okay. Well, plus we never we never got a chance to really look around in there, so we should just go check that out first before going upstairs. Because 
sensories and the guys at the stairs, and we don't want people to come from behind us once we go up there. That's true. Plus, there might be something behind the, uh, whatever. Anyways, so yeah. Open the door. Look! Uh, It's that room where they accosted you. Those counters, like cupboards or something like that? Uh, no, the, so this is a bench, this is just a counter, um, and there's the nothing table. underneath it in the back? No, no, there's okay. not, nothing of value. Up the stairs. What order do we want to go up the stairs? I'm happy going first. Alright. Uh, Arlen. Real quick, can I let the cow out? Oh, um. Well, that's, that's gonna make a bunch of noise, why don't you wait? Yeah, and mm-hmm. Arlen pulls out her uh, crossbow and loads it. Okay. You seem Sorry. to have distressed the cat with your crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> Who loads a crossbow beforehand? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Um, if you would, if you look uh, a little up and to your right, you'll see another room. If you could start moving your tokens that way, that's the second floor. Um. You see, obviously, a round table uh, surrounded by four wooden chairs. Uh, playing cards are scattered on top of it. Um, there's a uh, a cabinet to the southwest that hangs open, uh, revealing dirty clothes and blankets. And uh, four thin bedrolls right here are rolled up against the wall. Other than that, there's really no furniture or anything to note in here. Um, but you do hear in the other room footsteps um, calmly walking around. I take the playing cards. We <laughs> should do a stealth, or we can take a ten. So. That's that's mm-hmm. not a joke either. I'm I'm totally taking the playing yeah, cards. Yeah, no, I got understand <laughs> taking the cards. Um, yes, everyone, please roll me a stealth check. Stop reminding him. Oh, trust me, you were going to have to roll one anyway. Other than being stealthy, Otto shouts, room service. <laughs> yeah. Otto very quietly yells. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, Otto <laughs> actually yells, room service. Thank you, thank you. Arlen rolled a well, six. Zero's a hundred, isn't it? I got it? a twenty-one. Hold on. Nope. Seriously. <laughs> Unfortunately, Amelia silently watches. Amelia phases right out of the room. Unfortunately, this is like that. What is it? Weakest link show or whatever, where <laughs> your high roll really Amelia means still? nothing. Amelia silently watches her friends <laughs> screw everything up. <laughs> Mary rolls a seven. So, well, Otto trips, and then everybody else trips on Otto. Amelia just stands yeah. there and laughs. And then Amelia's just at the back of the pack like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, We're playing you, Scooby-Doo! When that happens, you hear a, Hello? Is that you guys? Who's there? Uh, Otto whispers into the walkie-talkie, What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> And Ar- Arlen kind of uh, responds. Whisper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just us. Sorry, I tripped over the chair. Good man voice. <laughs> nice effort. Check, please. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> She's just gonna yodel at us. Oh, she 
Yeah! Wow. Oh, Arlen! <laughs> 25! 25! Oh my god. Yep. There's a pause. Get the door and shoot him in the face. I don't know why you even have to do that. <laughs> There's a pause, and you hear, oh, right. All right, well, try and keep it down. I've got a headache. And so, uh, Arlen says, sorry, uh, can I get you anything? No, just keep quiet. It's odd that he's not wondering why we're back already. But hey, let's go. Can can she try to stealthily open the door? Uh, sure. Roll me a stealth check. Oh my God. <laughs> DC 25. Really you fail. <laughs> Try this again. Can, can I, like, go off of... Okay, never oh, mind. No. <laughs> you open the door and uh, see sitting on a bed... Uh, sitting in a chair, sorry. Um, hang on, first things first. So you open the door. I mean, we all kind of knew what was going to happen, so... And oh, uh, you see a uh, single large desk sitting in the room uh, with uh, some scattered papers on it. Uh, a makeshift bed uh, over by the other side of the wall um, with several blankets and pillows and a chamber pot under it. Uh, on the table, there's three chairs, obviously, as you can see. Piles of papers lying strewn over the table surface. And one of the papers is uh, pinned to the tabletop by an exquisite-looking silver dagger. In the room itself, sitting in one of the chairs... Uh-oh. Uh, is Van Kastriken himself. And for some reason, I can't seem to find him. You know, I can't see him either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. What the heck's going on? <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. I gotta he go went out for a sandwich. It wasn't Amelia who pissed out of her. It was him all along. Dun, dun, dun. 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 <laughs>